Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Angus. My name is Dan. And we're here sort of in between, I guess, game week 27 and game week 28. Uh, probably be more of a look ahead than a look back, but uh, to, uh, to, to sort of preview, I guess, game week 28, well, double game week 28 and blank game week 29, I think is what people really want to hear about at the moment. Um, so that's what we'll be discussing uh, today. Uh, but first things first, Dan, how are you? I'm not bad. Boot and Drew, Kent Burnley. Obviously a blatant goal. Shouldn't have been ruled out. Um, we won in the FA Cup and now we're allowed our uh, winter break for, what, 10 days or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's gone a bit crazy in Gaffer. But, um, yeah, nothing changes. I, I got another red arrow. <laughs> How did you do, Angus? Yeah, it was a red arrow for me. Um, mixed game week, given that it was a 30-odd place red arrow for getting um, 102 minus 4. So, obviously, 98 for the game week, which was, as I say, a 33-place red arrow. Um, it's a bit of a mad one. Um, I had O'Leary in goal for 4. Walker Peters eight. Um, I took a minus four to get um, Ricardo Pereira and Fabio Carvalho in um, for um, Adozi and Spence. So obviously it was always going to be a gain for me unless those players scored minus with Spence leaving and Adozi being injured. Um, but Pereira got three. Uh, Leaf Davis ten. Uh, Mavadidi obviously taken off at half time, a one pointer. Uh, Dewsbury Hall 11, uh, Carvalho 6, um, vice captain Somerville for 7, Rutter 14, Armstrong 16. I captained Whitaker for which got me 22. Um, early on, there was a note, I think the first Leeds goal, the initial notification was that it was a Somerville assist, turned into a Furpo assist. But so it meant early on, I had Captain Whitaker with a goal and Vice Captain Somerville with an assist, and so it suddenly felt like you know not arm banding Adam Armstrong was actually sort of not that bad, and then it progressively just got worse with Armstrong obviously hauling Somerville missing the penalty. Um, Whitaker, I thought when he scored early, oh this might be a big game for him, and I think he got max bonus, but he didn't actually return again in the game. So it sort of went a bit sideways on me. Um, not not a disaster, but you know, you can't. There's only so much you can complain when you get sort of, when you have a 98 point game week. But it was it's those little things that if they'd gone slightly differently for me, um, I'm probably sat here on a a grey or even a green arrow um, instead. But yeah, not not sort of too disheartened because obviously, you know, it's still a good score and. I think with Pereira and Carvalho in, um, obviously replacing two players that were were out help. But having watched the whole game as well, I, I immediately felt quite good about Carvalho being in my team. Um, but yeah, how did how did your sort of uh, team do? So I got one hundred and three. I I rolled my transfer. I dropped a red arrow two places. Um, it feels like it's quite template apart from maybe you might have two or three different players. Um, I had Johansson in goal for four, 
Walker Peters eight, Vestergaard three, Davis ten. Uh, Somerville was my vice captain for seven. Azaz came in off the bench because Smodix um, wasn't in the squad. Jewsby Hall 11, Mavadidi 1, Rutter 14, Captain Adam Armstrong and Chaplin 11. So me not having Whitaker didn't cost me that much this week. I think it was probably having Mavadidi over Jack Clark's probably the one that got me a red arrow this week. Um, yeah, a bit frustrating to hear over 100 and, and get a red arrow, but... Yeah, it's going, to, it's going to be interesting. I'm a bit torn with how I'm going to play the last uh, few game weeks of this set. So, yeah, I'm sure we're going to get into our plans um, in a minute or so. Yeah, I I was very clear on my plan. And then Friday yeah, so happened. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that's, that's where we'll start. We're obviously going to talk a bit more about sort of fixture updates and everything. And I guess we'll just get into that now, really. Um, so, you know, I I certainly wasn't trying to mislead anyone. Um, if anyone thinks I did, I was I was constructing my team based on the same information um, in terms of the, the where possible. Like I think they, you know, there were one or two that were rescheduled last week where it was under six weeks, but it was sort of five and a half weeks or whatever. Where it's in terms of the notice for a reschedule. Yeah, game. they went into game week thirty-three, didn't they? Yeah. Some of them. So I think, for example, Leicester, uh, not Leicester, sorry, uh, Plymouth against West Brom was rescheduled on Friday for game week thirty-three. I think that was tech- five and a half weeks notice rather than six weeks notice. But that's the sort of that's what I assumed this slight sort of leeway was was that okay it's basically six weeks it's fine. Then um, at about I think it was about three o'clock on Friday afternoon we had the Leicester Swansea game going to game week twenty nine midweek, um, which you know wasn't supposed to be possible. Um, that was, I think, two and a half weeks at that point. Um, so it was sort of a real swing. Um, so we had that going, which obviously changes a lot of plans for um, game week 29 with that going in there. Um, and Coventry, Bristol City and Sheffield Wednesday and Watford both joined it. I think Sheffield Wednesday and Watford was actually even later on Friday evening. The real killer was the Leeds-Norwich announcement. Now, this was almost 6.30 on the dot, That this, which bear in mind the gaffer deadline was 6.30. And I think this news came out at 6.30, that they were giving the fans 12 days notice of Leeds-Norwich going into game week 28. Now, bear in mind, this is 12 days notice for a midweek game, a midweek night game. And Norwich isn't the easiest place to travel to and from. So giving Norwich fans that sort of notice for any game isn't ideal. When it's a trip somewhere like Leeds, it's even worse. Um, not saying that they should ever be able to reschedule a game at less than two weeks' notice, but there are also sort of slightly different levels to this. Um, so that sort of, I think, messed up quite a lot of plans, <laughs> particularly some people who I think had, had just made transfers I think particularly selling Leeds players, I want to say, uh, based on the how the weeks were going to look. And then obviously this news comes out. That's changed things. Um, 
We've then had Cardiff Blackburn just going to game week 33, as would have been expected. Um, but it's these sort of the the three extra games into game week 29 and the one extra into game week 28 that have really sort of messed things up. And we're recording on Wednesday evening. Um, Birmingham obviously won their FA Cup replay against Hull, which should mean that uh, uh, Birmingham's game against Middlesbrough shouldn't happen in game week 29. But given what's just happened, I'm not ruling anything in or out. Um, I don't think Birmingham have actually confirmed yet uh, that their game against Middlesbrough in 29 will be moved. Middlesbrough have have said it, but I don't think Birmingham have actually told their fans that the game will be moved yet. Um, so that's obviously moved things around a little bit. Um, the fixtures should be correct on on the site on the gaffer site now or they are correct on the gaffer site now pending any um move of the middlesbrough birmingham game um so that means um that that game week 28 upcoming we've got a double for leeds and norwich leeds play preston at home norwich at home norwich play west brom at home and leeds away um, in game week uh, 33, no, sorry, not 33, I'm jumping ahead, 29, we now have likely six games, because I think Birmingham Middlesbrough won't go ahead, but I can't say for certain at this point, which means we have Millwall against Preston, Sunderland against Stoke, and QPR against Huddersfield, which were the ones we already knew were going ahead. And added in have been Coventry, Bristol City and Leicester Swansea on the Tuesday night and Sheffield Wednesday, Watford on the Wednesday night. The other games uh, out of game week 29 have all been rescheduled for game week 33. So that's Cardiff, Blackburn, Ipswich, Rotherham, Plymouth, West Brom and Southampton against Hull. Um, so that's sort of, and then obviously, like I say, Middlesbrough, Birmingham will slot in somewhere. So that's where we've got to. Um, I can honestly say um, I genuinely did not think, you know, that the the EFL would completely abandon a guideline rule. I'm beginning to think it was maybe more a guideline than a rule um, <laughs> that they just brought in this season. I didn't think they would abandon it quite so quickly. But or quite so spectacularly, but they have. And so that's where it leaves us now with fixtures. Um, I guess the first thing, Dad, is not necessarily what your thinking was, but like what your thoughts are on this now that we've got the picture of what's happening. So the first thing is I'm pretty happy I was able to roll this game week. I know you weren't in that luxury position. Um I was, as I think you were, were pretty nailed at just underhauling in the 29. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to do that now. Like, I'm not 100% decided. But for like in 28, because I have two free transfers, I could, and I currently have two leads, I could easily get in like a third leads player and, and Joe uh, and Row plus maybe take a minus four or minus eight and start building for 29. 
Um, I currently have five players in 29, which isn't great. But I'm also at the point of maybe do I play, say, like a midfield dynamos in 28 and then try and get eight or nine players in 29? And because I, I will have like the key players, I've already got three Leicester. I don't have Jack Clark, but I can get Jack Clark and maybe go like damage limitation. So, and also I'm 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 not sure if people are still going to underhaul, especially if you've if you've only got one boost left. I've, I've only got one boost. So yeah, I think um, I think what I'm going to do over the next couple of evenings, probably tomorrow evening, is is try and build, have a look at maybe an underhaul team in 29, and if I feel like I can sort of get there, maybe eight or nine of that with. With making transfers, I'm going to probably do uh, midfield dynamos in 28. Where, where are you landed, Angus? So I've got to the point where I think, I've sort of gone back and forth a little bit, but I think I I was obviously, as you say, set on underhauling in 29. I've gone all the way around the houses. I've looked at uh, Jeeps Keepers. I've looked at midfield dynamos. I've looked at all sorts. I think I've personally ended up on... I'm still going to underhaul. And I've sort of looked at the various different options and I think it would it would vary slightly depending on where exactly my team was. If I could do if I could get to Jeepers Keepers with just a minus 4, I might feel slightly differently about that, but it's it would have to be a minus 8 for me. Um which kind of took that off the table for me. I know Jeepers Keepers can go big particularly in a double. We've talked about Jeepers Keepers in a double for weeks, but I think the fact that it would take a minus eight to get to those keepers doesn't quite work for me. Midfield dynamos isn't entirely off the table, but um, I think particularly where your situation is slightly different in being able to navigate it is I think you've got a, a, a more at least one more reliable player in your team and you've got the extra free this week as well. Where um, So I think it, it then varies slightly. So I think ultimately for me, Underhaul is still going to prove to be the best strategy, but I think it, it, it will sort of differentiate a lot for people, um, even in terms of, the you know, even with us, where we have relatively similar teams as well, and we're sort of talking about quite different things. So I think it's it just shows how it can, how it can change. Um, but I think ultimately for me, I've come back around to Underhaul, um, even with the extra games in the game week. I think that, you know, that has helped people without boosts. Um, particularly, obviously, Leicester going into the week. Leicester is the big game yeah. for people. Um, I think if the other ones had gone in, it wasn't such a problem for for those with boost, particularly those still looking to play underhaul, etc. But I think the uh, the Leicester game is obviously the big swing there. But I think ultimately, for me, that's still what will make sense. Um, I'll probably be debating tomorrow whether it's whether it's that or midfield dynamos but i think just given the slight difference for me it probably will be be underhaul still just a couple of things Angus. with um firstly in 28 i like yourself looked at jeepers keepers i could, I could pretty much get it because of yeah. i've got free the thing i didn't like was you're gonna have to get meslier if he's back yeah, yeah it's meslier and yeah. and gun yeah that's a, that's a lot of money. I, I don't want to keep that long term as well. So you're going to be 
probably looking to transfer them out quickly as well, which I'm not a fan of. Um, I'm guessing that's your thinking on that as well. The the, the yeah, price. That, that's that's why it took a minus eight for me was the amount of money, particularly because I spent most of the money, as in when I was selling Spence and yeah. Rosie, obviously getting Pereira and Carvalho. I spent most of the money. I didn't have so much in the bank. So uh, it uh, it takes a, a minus eight for me, which is the other the other issue. But yeah, I think it, it is that. I do think Gunn is is an easier hold if you bring him in. I think Melier really would be a sort of in and out for most people. Yeah. And also in 29, I'm likely going to play with eight or nine. Do you think that's fine if you've got yeah. got the key players? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I know we sort of, you know, on the last pod, we were sort of in a slight, well, it was when we thought there was going to be fewer games in and we were sort of saying like, yeah, as long as you've got Jack Clark, it's fine. But I think if you've got probably Clark, that Leicester coverage, that sort of thing, it's going to be fine. Eight or nine players, like, you know, you're going to, you're going to have most things covered off. I think, um, you know, if, if I'm still on sort of like underhaul might give me the opportunity to, you know, take some of these punts, but I think eight or nine players in 29 is, is fine. Yeah. 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 Um, definitely, definitely. Um, a spanner in the works or, or like you say, it might have helped a few people out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's definitely swung things back and forth for some people in terms of the way it sort of swung. Um, I know Luke uh, Irons was was sort of fuming when the games went into game week 29 and then was absolutely delighted when the Leeds game went into game week 28, which is when he's planning to play a follow the leader, including Leeds. So it's got two boosts. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Um so, you know, it's that sort of it's it's affected different people in different ways, sort of, you know, the way it affected each of the boost possibilities for me, I was sort of like, okay, this is this has thrown me completely. Um Yeah. What made me laugh was when obviously all the games are dropping and I was I'm not sure I'm gonna be playing underhaul now and you were like, I can't I can't work this out then. No, you were like trying to figure it, it out. It just blown my mind. It was bad enough, like I say, when it was the, the sort of Leicester game going into 29 in the afternoon. Uh, I think I was literally sat, like, sat, I'd gone out to have a coffee um, and it, it popped up and I was like, what? Like, what's going on? And then, like, when it got to the evening and it was the Leeds game and it went into 28, I was like, I give up. Like, I, I, I can't think about this anymore. Like... <laughs> And I can't remember. I think there was there were still a couple of other games that could that to be rescheduled. And I was like, this could become a mess if they're doing that. And so I was like, I'm not going to get too far along with a plan because then something else will happen. Um, but yeah, it was it's certainly <laughs> thrown a couple of uh, spanners in there. Um, I guess it's also worth pointing out, just thinking about this, uh, particularly as we get deeper. I mean, we'll talk about. Um, I know people have asked a lot about particularly Game Week 30. Um, I'm not going to go through the, the various permutations and situations of the Asia Cup and AFCON because while I've watched a lot of AFCON, I haven't really looked at what's been going on in the Asia Cup, so I can't really tell people what's been going on there. Um, but with the sort of, you know, there's been a lot of unpredictability so far in AFCON and um some surprising results, some slightly less surprising. Um, 
I haven't really looked at how that's potentially going to affect the championship players that are away, um, but I'm sure it will have some sort of effect. And it means some players that we might have thought would have been back quicker now might not be. Some players that we thought would be away for longer might now be back sooner. Um, so just to bear that in mind for people when you're thinking about this, just have half a look at what's going on in these tournaments as well. Um, just, you know, while we're throwing all sorts of curveballs out there on this. Um, because, yeah, it's it's been, I, I won't say fun, sort of trying to work out what's going on and everything, but um, it's... Uh, it's it's created some some new sort of situations for people. Lots of people rethinking strategies. Lots of people ending up back at the same strategy, like me. But um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. Um, so I guess that you were saying twenty eight about bringing in Leeds players or a Leeds player. Are you on some of them rutter at the moment? Yeah, I'm going to get a third Leeds. I'm not fully decided. Well, I will. Uh, if I'm playing, pretty sure I'm playing midfield Dynamo, so I'll probably get in Dan James, I'm guessing. And I'll get a uh, row. Just that I think we've seen that he's, he, he's sort of back in form now and he's, like, he's still so cheap. He's just a really good bench option moving forward. So, yeah, I'll... And I'll obviously play midfield dynamos with, it's not ideal, but uh, Dewsbury Hall against, and Mavadidi against Ipswich. So I'm hoping we're going to have one of those crazy Ipswich games. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, it depends if, uh, because, I mean, Leicester looked like they were going to be all right at the the weekend. And I guess Abdul Fatawu being suspended means he can't do something ridiculous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I have to say, I, I was I was actually working at the weekend, and that was on a screen over my shoulder. But there was only so much I could I could watch it. Um, I was watching the highlights back, and I will say on that particular because I know people have been talking about whether it was a red card or not. I think when you see it, when you get the TV angle to see that it wasn't studs up and everything, you think it's a bit harsh. Although I also think. It's an absolutely stupid challenge that he's absolutely flown into. So there's there's ground just wise, like the, the recklessness to, to send him off. But also, if you look at it from the angle the referee sees it from, it looks like he's flown in like studs up and almost chopped him in half or whatever. So it's like... Yeah. I, I don't have a, I have a problem with it from the... Like when I first initially saw it, because it's quite... The camera angle is quite far away and I thought, oh, that's a red. So I can see why the ref... Yeah ref gave it like it's not one of the a terrible decisions. I'm not sure it was a penalty though but I'm happy with the Jews we all point yeah I mean I think it probably was just because of how high the studs contact was on the follow-through um where it gets into that sort of dangerous play but you know it's unfortunate I think it's it's I would say it's probably a penalty but I think it the defender's very unlucky because it's almost the way his foot's like bounced up um but it's you know um, I'm certainly not getting into the territory where we're arguing over whether there should be some sort of video referee in the championship. So uh... <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> so uh, keep it so, out of the championship. So, so we'll leave it at that. Um, I think it's, soon it's going to be a selling point for the championship. I think. Yeah, <laughs> um, 
but so so I think that for 28, I've sort of been debating it. And I think even if I don't play midfield dynamos, I think the most likely thing for me is still to buy Dan James and, and Rowe. Um, yeah. I'm debating a plan that includes buy what well, instead of Dan James would be buying Junior Furpo. But for those people who were t- who you know were sort of talking about um, or thinking about how much I disliked that da- uh, Luke Ayling, I have had very strong dislike for Junior Furpo, and I think he's more found his level in the championship, and I think he might actually be decent at this level. But I don't think I'd be going with him because particularly if I bought him and it didn't go well. I'd be so annoyed at myself because I don't like him. So, um, so probably mm-hmm. Dan James and and John Rowan for me. Um, it, that would be another minus four, but I think with it being a double for both of those players, um, it makes it more worthwhile. The other thing that leads me then towards underhauling in twenty nine is to do that. I would have to sell Mavadidi, who is one of my players, obviously in game week twenty nine. Um, which is where the Firpo sort of backup plan comes from. He's just making sure I'm I'm certain about what I'm doing there. Um, Roe would come in for Azaz. Um, I think Azaz is obviously a nice option this week, but it's just how it works for me in terms of the players I've got. Um, but obviously that then shapes 29 for me, so that will be a decision that I'll probably make on Friday. Um, but that's sort of my thinking at the moment, which obviously, like I say, if I do that, it very firmly puts me, it, it commits me to underhaul. Um, so so it's just, so it is all sort of linked together. Um, but yeah, and then obviously 29 will pod before because I think there'll be, there'll be lots of, well, I'm sure there's some questions this week, but there will be questions, I'm sure, about various sort of, players and teams and there'll probably be injuries that crop up that change things again (laughs) um but yeah and then obviously um we'll get into we'll then have game week 30 afterwards we won't have to worry about the 33 fixtures for a little while so um we, we obviously won't be talking about those doubles but um i think it's it sets up for an interesting couple of game weeks with the double followed by the blank um, yeah, but yeah, so I think you know we're not sort of going to do the key points again in part because of the short turnaround of the podcast in terms of when we've ended up recording it. It was partially when we could record. It was partially then recording once we knew the whole Birmingham result. I think uh, a small part of me was hoping we might then get a fixture announcement for Borough Birmingham, <laughs> but clearly not. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, so we'll just get into the the questions. Um, I think this will obviously shape a lot of what people want to know about. I'm expecting uh, there'll be, you know, a couple of themes running through them. Yeah. Uh, so first one is from Chris Hermitage. He said he's targeting 30 for Budget Buster. Which players do you feel are needed or should target for that week? And how many hits are reasonable when playing that boost? Cheers. Let's start with the second question because that's easier. Um, the hits for a budget buster. I think I'd go minus twelve for a budget buster. Yeah, I think so. I think you're talking minus twelve-ish. I think anything up to minus twelve the week of, it's fine. 
I think before that you don't like you don't really want to be combining that with anything more than a minus four. But say but say if it was like you know whether it's a minus eight and then a minus eight or a minus four and then a minus twelve. I think that's the most I would want to have going into a budget buster. Ideally, less than that, but I think that's that's sort of the most I would I would want to be playing. Um, so, budget buster players in thirty. I've written a few down, but um, I mean, you better go because I've written nothing down, Angus. You better go for. I I knew that otherwise it would be sort of this. I'd be sort of trying to pick players out, and so like so. Um, because I know Chris is a pessimistic QPR fan, I've written down um, that I'm not sure how much Blackburn there is that you can get. Um, but I think someone like Moran could be an option um, because obviously I know, uh, like I say, you'd be looking at Blackburn as a as a point of interest. Someone like Moran um, could could be an option in there. Um, it's a shame, I guess, that they don't really have a striker um, because you're not going to look at any of those striking options and be like, oh yeah, I want to get that person in. So, and there's not really anything defensively for them either. Depending on their particular situation at that moment, maybe Carter, but it really does depend how they're shaping up at that moment. Ranking Costello is on his way back. I know he's got more minutes today for the under 21s, so um, it might sort of mean that he, Carter isn't an option, but I'd keep an eye on that one. Um, there's a few teams that jump out, though, um, with potential options. Um, so, particularly jumped out actually watching the highlights as well. Um, I've written down uh, Josh Caroma and Sorba Thomas. They're at home against Sheffield Wednesday. I know we've spoken positively about Sheffield Wednesday, particularly defensively under Danny Roll. But I think Thomas and Karoma are both playing well at the moment. And so I think they, they're both options. Uh, the wild card, which you should know by then, is I think that's the expected return date for Jaden Philogene. Um, so particularly if you're making transfers that week, it could be one. Um depending on what exactly the situation is with him. But that I know that is currently the the intended return date for him. Um, so that's that's obviously one to throw in. Um, Ipswich, they're uh, get playing Preston. It is away, but so I think you, you've got maybe someone like Wolfenden defensively, um, maybe one of the centre mids. Um, I know there was a lot of people impressed with Travis um, at the weekend. Um, but obviously then you've got um, Chaplin and Broadhead in particular um, who are still budget buster eligible um, that would be the big ones there um, Finazaz Middlesbrough at home against Sunderland it's not the easiest game but it's another potential option there um, and then you've got uh, Plymouth are away against Swansea um, Whitaker, obviously um, and I think they are adding a little bit at the moment. So, for example, you know, if they if they sort of play and someone like Alfie Devine, who's joined from Spurs, looks good, maybe he's an option for you. That sort of thing. Um, I think there there were a lot of positive comments about Ashley Phillips in his debut. So maybe you chuck someone like him in. Um, and maybe someone from Sheffield Wednesday, like if Fumeo was back in the team, 
Um, it's the same sort of players we're really talking about, I think, is the big thing with this. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure whether Chris would go with, with QPR players on his on his budget buster. Um, if you're willing to, then obviously someone like Lyndon Dykes, we've spoken before about Blackburn not necessarily being the most solid team defensively. Um, so someone like that could be an option. But uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anyone that just sort of even looking through the teams uh, jumps out to you, Dan. Lee, keep an eye on Swansea with their new manager. He's known to be quite attacking and they have Plymouth at, I think it's Plymouth at home. So um, maybe a Jamal Lowe up front or, a, um, yeah. Maybe trying to team, defend. Depending on how yeah. they're lining up. Yeah, so I'd keep an eye on Swansea. I think they've been off the radar for so long that you might get a, a good little punt there, I think. Yeah, and the other one that I'm just going to double check quickly while I'm talking uh, is Ryan Andrews at uh, Watford. He's still 4.9. Uh, so that's, that's the other one to sort of throw in. Um, Jamie has said, now my budget buster 29 plan has gone to fuck. I have to say, I think it was... Uh, Gary Wolf, who had originally come up with the idea, and I was so jealous of it, of Budget Buster in 29. Um, and then Jamie had sort of been suckered into it. And now, obviously, it's gone by the way. Um, he said, he's likely to play Budget Buster in 30. I've still got one other boost left, though. What are your thoughts on overhauling this week with Triple Leeds and Norwich? Yes, Triple Norwich. Key game week twenty nine players and budget buster thirty players. So Dan, I'll ask you first for your thoughts on this. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible. No, I don't. I don't hate it um, because I do think there's something about particularly the the overhauling to set up for it. Jamie is in the very rare position at this point that he still has three boosts left. Um, oh no, he has two now. He played, I think, over the leader. Um, but he's still got, so he's obviously got the overhaul there, which I think, yeah. And then you've got the your Norwich players, where it's like you can just move them straight on, or you can get in players that are going to work for Budget Buster in 30. So, like, for example, Rowe. Um, Ashley Barnes, is he? Yes, Ashley Barnes is eligible. No. Um, but there's two or three players there where you could sort of go, actually, I'm going to sort of hold them, I'm going to get them in for 28 double and budget bust for 30. So they work in that regard. Um, you've obviously got your triple leads. They might be one that you move on in 29 if you're playing budget buster in 30, where it's like, okay, I'm going to move them to like a Leicester or whatever, or you just include the Leicester in your, in your, overhaul and then you can move the leads to budget players and that sort of thing so I do think it's something that could work um, particularly if you're only depending on how many players exactly you want for your budget buster in 30 but I know I've spoken to Jamie quite a bit about the idea of having sort of eight around eight players for a budget buster so I think that that certainly could work and it, if you can yeah. navigate 29 all right in between um, 
Kyle Stoke Gaffrey's question for Angus. Are you now conflicted on whether you still like Borough now they've signed Luke Ayling? Must be an internal predicament for you. No, I still I still like Borough. Um still don't think Luke Ayling is great. But you know, I'm I'm not required to think that everyone who plays for 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 any club is that good. Um and so yeah, I just um I think he'll help them just in terms of their, their issues on that side, you know, whether it's playing a, a, a rolling assortment of centre-backs at right-back, having someone who is at least a right-back will help. Um, so, yeah, I uh, it's uh, it's not a player I necessarily have a high opinion of, but it, it's a right-back for them. So, um, you know, all the best to him. Question for Dan. How do you think Luton will break down low blocks next season in the Championship? I'm not sorry. I mean, we broke down low blocks last year. I, I think people forget we're going to have Adebayo and Morris up front with our wing-backs likely to be Ryan Giles because Doughty will probably get sold and Ogbeni right wing-back. We'll also have players like Chong who will be more creative in midfield than what we had last time, I think we'll be all right, and that's without the recruitment we'll do. So yeah, and I, th- I, think I think we'll be okay the, with the a low block thing, anyway. Yeah. The other thing I think is it's not necessarily like it's not necessarily a reflex for teams to play low blocks against the better teams anyway. I mean, a lot of teams didn't do it against Luton last season um, when you were one of the better teams in the league anyway. Um, I think you know they end up in it more so against these you know, sort of high possession teams and everything. And I think, you know, even, for example, an example of Leicester this season, who get low blocked a lot. Part of it was when teams tried to be more front foot against them, um, you saw them absolutely murder teams on the counter. So teams are now concerned about Leicester doing that to them, which feeds into it. So I think it's sort of a a horses for courses thing. And I don't don't think we'll necessarily see, see see you be confronted with it that often anyway. Also, we're we're a lot more flexible. We can play three four three. We're now sort of being quite fluid and playing four three three. Like we've got Jacob, we've got Jacob Brown, we've got Townsend. We're gonna have Obene. We've got Chong who can play white. We've got numerous ways we can set up now. So um, Dan nearly yeah. said we've got numerous ways we can beat teams now. Uh... <laughs> no, 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 we've got numerous ways of setting up. So yes, yeah. Um... We're not even going to come come down anyway, so it won't really matter. You mean what's half the league has got points deductions? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of which, FPL Frog, with the news today, you sent this on Tuesday, that a date has been set for Man City's FFP hearing. What price will Erling Haaland be in Gaffer next season if they're relegated to the Championship in time for 24-25? Well, I suggest if they're getting relegated, it's not to the championship. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I joked yesterday that um, when they said there's, million? there's a date that's been set, but we won't tell you what it is. I said, I think my joke was it's the 30th of February. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, no, I I, <laughs> I think we'd break the pricing scale if we if we had to price Erling Hall. Who's the most we've ever priced? Was it this year? 
Was it this year or was it Mitrovic last year? I think it was Mitrovic. Or did we have someone who got, went in this year and then went? Or is Ian Acho? I think Ian Acho might have been the most expensive we've had. I can't even remember. I think Ian Acho this year might have been the I, most expensive. Irons will know and he didn't even price the game. Um, but, you know. Uh, Gary Wolf has said, uh, is Budget Buster 30 the best way forward now? I wanted to gamble with it in 29, but these fixture changes seem to have killed that idea. I also now have Dykes in my team, as had planned for Budget Buster 29, but will take the nine-pointer already, and thank you for planting it in my head. <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously Dykes with... I wouldn't play in 29 now. Um, no, 29 I think is off the table now. Like as in, There, was a, there was a logic behind it when it was a bigger blank and everything. Um, I wouldn't play it now. I, w- I would probably look to play it in 30. Um, yeah, it's only sort of putting it back one week. It's not sort of like when you've made the calculation of, okay, I have to get these other players back. You're only pushing that back one week as well. Uh, Ron Mukherjee, best options for budget buster in game week 30. Thanks, gents. Keep up the great work. Um, I refer you, you to my answer about three questions ago. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure there's anyone else I'd really sort of throw in there. Uh, Alexander Chow said, two boosts left and definitely playing Budget Buster game week 30. I have Dan James and Somerville in place for this double, but only have one blank game week 29 player. Is it worth playing midfield dynamos this week with Rowan Sara and maybe Smodix or Underhaul in game week 29? 29, if you've only got one player. Yeah, I think it would very much depend on sort of your thoughts. Like if you're, I mean, you're probably bringing in those two Norwich doublers then, which means sort of even to get to three or four in 29, you're taking hits at that point. That feels like you're probably leaving yourself a little bit too short. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whether you go with one less doubler this week for midfield dynamos and have one extra player for 29, maybe at a push you can do that. But it sounds like you're in a situation where underhaul 29 is probably going to be the better play. Oh, yeah. I think it's especially if you only have one. Yeah. Like I'm on five and I'm like, I can get to eight, nine, one. That's a, that's a long way away. When, when you can just use it a boost and then have unlimited it yeah. it feels like a no-brainer at that point yeah definitely um that being said i still don't think necessarily looking to maximize your budget players is a bad play this week even if you don't like even if it's like adding roland sara for example i don't think that's bad even if you don't play midfield dynamos yeah um baby has asked best leads defender for one week thinking furpo at the moment he is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's sort of, I, th- I think a lot of people, um, I don't think we've necessarily talked about it yet, I assume it might be in one of the questions. I think a lot of people will be sort of trying to work out the situation with with Leeds options this week. I think the the quote-unquote best for options or the, the standard for options will be th- three of. Furpo, James, Somerville, Rutter. I think if you want to then be a bit safer, like if you really just want someone who's going to play twice and whatever, 
you've got Ampadu and Roden, because someone like Archie Gray or Glenn Kamara doesn't do anything for you. I think those are the two. If you're playing Jeepers Keepers, you've got Melier. And if you're feeling a bit spicier, then Patrick Bamford. Does he play both games? I they, don't they'd know. Still have, they still have Piero, don't they? Yes, although Bamford, if Bamford keeps scoring, he'll stay in that team. And at the moment, Bamford keeps scoring. Um, but that's why I say, if you're feeling a bit spicier, it's the one to go for. If you, He's the upside play, I think, overall, Bamford. Um, but I think particularly if, you, if it's just a defender, then I think it's probably I'm Firpo. I think Leeds fans have seen Bamford enough. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure they would see that as an up, upside play. Well, he's a man in form. <laughs> Who knows? He might get penalties back after Somerville missed at the weekend. <laughs> I have no idea. Who, if Somerville doesn't take before someone asks, I have no idea who would be next up. Surely they'd, he just gets another one, right? I would assume so. Like it wasn't sort of a disaster. It hit the post. Like obviously he's he's technically missed the target, but it wasn't like miles away. Um, after that, I don't know if it would be like Rutter or Dan James or like, you know, Ampadu or something. I don't know. Yeah. It'd um, be Piero if he's on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, in answer to the question, I think it probably is Furpo um, as the best defensive pick now, particularly if it's just for the one week. Because I know they've been looking at around at a couple of players potentially in that position, but I think if it's just for one week, then yeah, it's him. Neil Thompson, Dykes or my for budget buster in twenty eight, and best budget defender in in twenty eight. Thanks. Twenty eight QPR at home against Millwall. Stoke are at home against Birmingham. I'm forgetting. Did my did my even start at the weekend? Campbell's back now, isn't he? Yeah, Ryan Mai did start, but um, Tyrese Campbell came on for him. Um, Campbell played midweek as well, didn't he? I think. I think so. under twenty ones. Um, I'd I'd I, I'm I don't know why I'm pretending. I'm going to say Lyndon Dykes anyway, aren't I? Like. It's... <laughs> It'd be Lyndon Dykes against Haaland and Angus would still pick Lyndon Dykes. I, no, no. Haaland, I'd think about it. Like, as in, I'd, yeah. I'd, stay, I'd say Haaland. But I'd, I'd, I'd pause for I'd, a thought. I'd say Haaland, but I'd pause for longer than anyone else, anyone should. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it probably is Dykes, particularly just for that extra security, like you say, with, with Campbell being back available. Um, Sweet Blues has said if you were buying a forward this week who has a fixture in 29 and is budget buster eligible uh, to be played in 30 who would you go for? Fixture in 28, 29 and 30 who's budget buster eligible? (laughs) Linda Dykes Um yeah, about, I, I, I might be Mil- saying Linda Dykes, to be honest. Are Millwall players eligible? Um, I think so. 
think Nisbet is. No, he's not. Who priced them at seven? Yeah. Who priced them that high? So yeah, so you, so you can't even have Mill one. It's not the best fixture in thirty. I will say it's well, it's not the best fixture run at all. Um, but if you don't necessarily want, say, Dykes, Tommy Conway is on a nice little run. Now it's not a nice run of fixtures. Watford home, Coventry away, Leeds home. But he is on a nice little run. He has just scored, I think, home and away against West Ham. Um, in the initial tie and the replay. Yeah. So, you know, shows he he can do it against some of the bigger teams. So, yeah, maybe maybe the answer is Tommy Conway. Anyone else to add, Dan, to the mix? Huddersfield, do they even have a striker? Berg's always injured, so probably not. <laughs> oh my god, it's just red on, on the forwards. No ward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess may, yeah, maybe maybe a, a Preston forward, maybe someone like Will Keane. They rotate, don't they? Yeah. And it's a horrible run. Leeds away, Millwall away, Ipswich alone. If you can stomach them having two terrible games, I think your suggestion about um, a Swansea forward. Like if it's someone like Jamal Lowe, who you know will play, stomach the two like bad games against Southampton home and Leicester away and then you've got him in place for Plymouth at home in 30. I also think their manager is just going to be attacking. Yeah, so you might get something like as in... Um, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, it's, I think I think ultimately we've come down to Dykes, Conway or Lowe. Not the worst set. When you, <laughs> it could have been much worse. Um... Carsten Stone that said Jeepers Keepers with Gun and Melier 28 or Budget Buster with 7 to 8 players in game week 30. Really enjoy your great podcast. Well, thank you. Um, I'm still going to stick with my same answer that I've given all along, which is playing Budget Buster is always the, the, the best answer. Yeah, like we said, we, we played it earlier. We basically had 7 or 8 good players and got a lot so yeah it's it's definitely budget buster in 30 for me yeah i would say so um i think if you want if you really wanted one of those keepers for 28 then then go for it but i think it just creates more issues for you as well so it's re also reducing the gain um, because that's you're booking yourself in at least one transfer do you know what annoyed me i thought i was getting ahead of the game i'll bring in your hands and just before it it rolled over to the second boost, and he's by far the best keeper to have on a on a double or even a single. And it's just not optimal to play it. No, their their pitch has held up the whole time. There's been no sort of, you know, waterlogged pitches or frozen pitches or anything. Sort of, we were there like, oh yeah, you know, maybe no. <laughs> it's because they haven't played Cardiff yet. <laughs> Uh, and the last question is from James, uh, who said, best budget op 
blockbuster options for Game Week 30 that also play in 29. You've covered the uh, best options previously, but the fixture landscape has since changed. I don't know if we did um, budget buster players that in 30 that also play in 29. Um, well, I think you know it's it's not necessarily ideal, but something like Bristol City, um, O'Leary, Conway, um, Huddersfield, the you know Silver Thomas, Josh Caroma, Hmm. But they might not play in twenty nine. Yeah, so I would avoid I would that one. Actually, say Birmingham options and Middlesbrough options, but we don't know where their yeah. twenty nine fixture is going yet. Um, yeah, no QPR, one Dykes. I think Armstrong is also interesting. Sinclair Armstrong. Um, although I think he's one of those that would frustrate as well. Where I think there's, you know, I'm not sure he stays in the side. About him, but I'm not sure there's enough end product. Um, maybe a defender from them, for example, though. Same for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Stoke, perhaps, although I'm not sure how much there is. Maybe someone like... Um, I mean, we've just seen Baker score an outstanding free kick. Um, so maybe it's something... Will he, will he be on pens? He's... I think so. He's very good, isn't he, on yeah. pens? So, you know, it could be someone like that. Um, I know the fixtures aren't the best those two weeks. Sunderland's away, Leicester at home. But, um, and yeah, and then Andrews potentially from Watford, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, so that's all the questions. I, I sense that uh, people are very much looking at Budget Buster in 30. Um, so yeah so we've got that um, we will be recording this weekend there's no reason yeah don't see why we wouldn't after the Leeds Norwich game I'm not sure we'll, we'll work that out <laughs> and we'll let you guys know whether we're recording at the weekend or after the Leeds Norwich game I don't think it's even televised so um, it would only be from a scores point of view, but there might be team news from that as well. So we'll see. Um, actually, it might be worth waiting because I think if Borough make the Carling Cup final, that does actually make a difference fixture wise. Um, yeah, we'll lose a fixture, won't we? Yeah. So it might be that we wait until after that, but we'll let you guys know. Um, enjoy the the first. Is it the first double of the season? Thank you. It might be. It feels like it's the first double of the season. We might have had one before that I'm forgetting about, but it feels like it's the first double of the season. Game cancelled this year? I don't think so. I don't know. I've lost it. Is it I think I'm getting confused because obviously Lou and have had games cancelled and things like that. There's been games cancelled all over the place, which sort of makes it then when you're trying to isolate it backwards. But I don't, I think it's the first double of the season. Well, enjoy it either way. I think it's the first half of the season, but enjoy it either way. Um, team news will be out as normal on Friday. 
Um, hopefully nothing crops up from that. I know, for example, Norwich were playing this evening. But um, And yeah, we'll speak to you next time. Uh, thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.